0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sobottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. I'm uh, very excited today. Welcome, everybody. This is a, a joint podcast, uh, one that uh, Ash and myself are going to do together and share a few thoughts um, over how long has it been, Ash? About three or four years. We've been sort of slowly connecting and working more and yep. more together. And uh, it seems each year uh, we're teaming up bigger and better and doing more and more together, which is really exciting. So, how
1: are you, great man? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you?
0: Very exciting. Now, before we get into that, uh, do you want to share the news? Recently, you submitted something. I was very proud of you.
1: <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, mate. Yeah, it submitted all uh, the, the manuscript for a uh, book that I've been writing um, on how or about implementing wellbeing programs in schools. So since 2014, I've been really focused and I guess a bit of a perception of working out the best ways to do it because we know that things like being grateful and kind and empathetic and these skills are important. But the issue that I found at the time and and probably still is a little bit today is how do we actually make it happen in a school setting and in our family homes? Um, And not only that, but also in our personal lives. So that's something I've been invested a lot of time over the last several years. And um, last year when your book came out, mate, it was a bit of an inspiration to write one myself. I hadn't really thought about it before, but um, when you said I wanted to write one, I sort of planted a seed in the head and went from there and um, finished the draft last week. And yeah, it should be out later in um, this year, September, October, I think. So yeah, pretty exciting awesome. and a lot of hard work, but um, definitely, definitely worth the effort.
0: I know <laughs> we've spoken a lot about this, that uh, if we can write books, mate, anyone can. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of a couple rock, of rocket scientist here.
0: <laughs> uh, now, today we're talking about, obviously, dealing with stress and anxiety. And and the reason uh, we've seen so much of this, particularly after COVID and still navigating through lockdowns and, and whatever, it doesn't matter where you look, Ash, around the world... Um, people are going into snap lockdowns. things are still not the same um, but then also the effects of you know being isolated loneliness everything like that so mm. we want to talk a little bit about that and it really uh, I remember you sent me this link into uh, last year from beyond blue that um, a little study that I thought wow that's really relevant and I think it doesn't matter if you're in a school or family wherever you are you need to know this and the quote I want to play before that is if you do not make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. Now I think that is so powerful. um, If you think about that and like what Ash said, um, emailed me last year, beyond blue did a study last year where they interviewed 1600 people. Um, One in four of those felt worried or restless. Uh, One in three felt unmotivated and found it hard to perform daily tasks. And one in five were finding it hard to, to engage with others. Now, doesn't matter where you are in the world, mate. As we said, that it's affected people in different ways, and with that, uh, I think stress and anxiety are at an all time high. Um, I don't know what you've witnessed because obviously I'm in Melbourne and we got the title as Woo-hoo-hoo, longest lockdown ever. It's such a great thing. I'm really proud of that. It was a great time. Um, obviously, you weren't as locked down as much in uh, South Australia, but the effects are still there, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and you made an interesting, a interesting, good point there about it doesn't matter where you are around the world, I think everyone's been impacted, but the lockdowns and restrictions have varied. And I know being in Melbourne, like you've you've uh, done it pretty tough over the last few years, or well, get yeah, pretty much spot on two years now. Um, and it's actually probably as recording this, it might be exactly two years, because I remember the AFL season was about one or two weeks in, and then yeah, it just shut. And that true. was two years ago, pretty much this time. Um, so... yeah for me like it was it hasn't been too bad like personally um i think the reason because over the last probably or 10 years i've been working on skills so even though things have been going pretty well at most, most of the time it's going pretty well but i've been working those skills about being grateful um kind and empathetic but just not knowing what they are but actually doing it and i think that's helped me get through some the challenges of this lockdown and yes they haven't been as severe as as other people but um having a like and we'll talk about this in a minute but having like a regular um, exercise routine that's been huge Um, and also the regular practices of reflecting on the good things that happen yes there's a lot of bad things that happen in the moment in the world but there are good things so just having those practices I guess um, have helped me get through that so that that's been very beneficial but to be honest we haven't had that many restrictions here um, compared to other people so it hasn't had that much of an impact Um, and from a business sense it hasn't been too bad either um because i know that yourself you um missed out a lot of opportunities that you had you had a, like a three-month overseas tour planned and um and a lot,
0: yeah, of, a a lot of things got cancelled <laughs> yeah so
1: you you, you were impact a lot more than probably i was but um yeah how, how about yourself mate? how did you i know that you yeah, probably went well, through some challenges
0: yeah i think this is a really important and part of it that i wanted to share this that um even though I did have all those practices and I I talk about this all the time um, as the lockdowns went on, uh, I found it harder and harder each day, not just to get up and, and probably do those things that I knew were beneficial for me, even though I knew I needed to do it, my motivation and probably that lack of purpose. And like, I don't know, it's really hard to describe that the constant barrage of not being able to do what you want, it really challenged me. Um, I know I've been speaking to my psychologist again, Ash, because of like mm. just the issues I was dealing with and um, the disappointment. And I think it's really important that people do reach out if you are, even if you know what to do, or it's just so nice to talk to somebody else. I know after a yeah. couple of sessions with Pat and I wrote about his in my book when I first started seeing him, but just to talk to him again. And um, the things that I'd reverted back to that, weren't serving me as a person um and yeah it, it when i finally admitted that i wasn't going that well and and people would have gone through so many different ups and downs the emotions were crazy um mm. that once i yeah so i sort of broke down to my wife Brian said so i need to speak to somebody because like I, I, you're just holding things in for so long um mm. and what i found was the things we're going to talk about today fun and simple ideas that you can do as an individual with your workplace with your family wherever you are i'd sort of stop doing these and um it's it's so it's funny because we talk about it all the time mate i, I wrote a mm. book on it you've wrote a book on it but when that fog is around you and you're not thinking straight you've really struggled to do that and that's okay. So if mm. people are listening to this and um, you know, you've been great like Ash where I'm not saying great, but you've been able to stick to those daily routines and mm. uh, been able to do it. That's brilliant. Well done. That's a, it's a really pat on the back. But if you've been a little bit like me really up and down and a bit all over the shop, then that's okay too. Like it, don't be hard mm. on yourself. We've never experienced anything like we've just gone through and hopefully we don't have to again, but um, the only way he's going to get better is when you actually admit it, focus on it and put the work in. Um, And I know Mm. since speaking to Pat, the things we're going to talk about today, I'm back doing it. And I feel so much better. Um, Mm. You know, it's a, it's a quite simple thing. So I think what we want to talk about today is we're not going to, a lot of these things are really basic. Um, And Ash just mentioned a few of them before, but um, we had a little chat before and there's three things we think you should do each day um the the, the pillars i suppose um and i'll just go through those ash and then we're just gonna riff some ideas um that we use that we've used in our workshops we've seen other people use uh and what we'd recommend is maybe pick one one thing we speak about today and try it for 10 days don't try and implement everything we speak about because that will not work it's like a new year's resolution how many people are still doing them probably not many all right so the three pillars and this is what we've broken into exercise is crucial and the reason for that ash is that is doing something good for yourself, all right? That is using your body in a really positive way, release those endorphins, um, and not doing it just so you can have a couple of beers or eat cake, doing it because you love moving your body and it's a joy. Gratitude, you spoke about that before, being grateful for what you do have and the people in your life, very important instead of what you don't have or what you can't control. And then the last one, you call it service, I call it kindness, giving whatever whatever you want actually doing nice things, not only for other people, but also for yourself. I think too often Mm. we forget about doing nice things for ourselves, speaking nice to ourselves. All right. So um, they're the three pillars we're going to talk about today um, and why they're so important. So I know you're rigid like I am. I've got to get up each morning and exercise. Uh, um, It's like having a coffee. I do have quite a lot of those as well, Ash. But if I don't exercise, I I don't know, something's missing in me and I don't feel as good. I know you're the same.
1: 100 mm, percent. yeah i think um yeah the physical activity now for me over oh, a long time I've always been physically active and you yeah, going for a walk is is great and i'll just actually just highlight one thing is that what works for myself or yourself might not work for other people but um finding out what works for you and i think that comes down to the self-awareness like understanding okay well this pandemic has affected me or maybe just having a bad day but it's about that and that's the self-awareness part but it's about yourself taking ownership to do something about it because at the end of the day yes um and I love what you said before about um going to see Pat your psychologist I'm exactly the same I don't go all the time but I've got a psychologist I check in with about once a month Oh, sorry once a quarter um which I used to see more regularly but I think everyone should um or well, you can't tell everyone what to do but it's highly <laughs> recommended that you go and do see do see someone even though um, things might be going all right, but it's just having that person to talk to who is professional. They make no judgment. Um, just getting stuff off your chest—it's a, it's a great resource to have. And the government um, have done a really good job, um, I feel, with the um, with the, the mental health space in terms of giving you an opportunity to go and see a doctor, get referred to a psychologist um, as well. So that's one. That's just I know I've just gone off topic a bit, no, no, but I just wanted really- to talk about that. But
0: with that as well, sorry, i let you go again. With that, I think the thing you just mentioned is, and I love this, you don't need to speak to somebody when things are just always bad. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I really like what you just said there because why don't we talk to some like, people like that when things are good? It's probably yeah. not their day because I guarantee they're probably speaking to people with a lot of issues all the time. Yeah, but we need to celebrate yeah. those wins. So I, I really like yeah. that point as well. Sorry, mate. Keep going.
1: No, absolutely. No, I think that's one thing that I've learned is that it's, just it's up to us to do it. And if you are having a bad time, if you're having a good time, um, it's important to take um, or be self-aware of that and also to take ownership of it and particularly to improve your mood. Like, yes, as you mentioned, like celebrate the good things as well, but as a preventative model, take ownership of it and you got to do something about it. So um, I guess I've spoken about this before with you, Darlene, in your book, you also mentioned about having those, um, I call them mood shifters about what improves your mood and physical activity is 100% one for me so like yourself I'm an early riser I love getting up early and doing physical activity straight away now in the past I've gone for a walk and that's okay you feel good doing it but at the end of the day I, I got a bit bored of it so I started to um, go and do some HIIT classes like the high intensity um, interval training and so I got addicted to it it was hard it was probably one of the hardest things because so I always been physically active but I dropped off a bit and when I picked it up it was really really hard but I love the exercise or the activities doing it, but afterwards I felt so good because I felt like I've achieved something hard to start off the day, but also once I actually could get my breath back, I actually felt <laughs> really, really good. And that lasting effect was like all all pretty much all, at least all the morning. So that that's I found that really hard physical activity. And actually going to a class, you don't have to think about it. You actually rock up, do it, and then you can leave. Um, rather than going to the gym, um, sometimes you go through the motions and you don't really probably get as much out of it as you could as you as you could. So that, that's just something that works for me. I know that. What about yourself? Man? I know that you're yeah. actually a personal trainer yourself. Uh, and
0: well, that's it's funny you say that. People always offered. assume because you know, because if you teach a teacher, personal trainer that you you're doing that, that you should be right to train yourself. But um, I've actually taken the lead out of your book. And uh, the yes, I like group classes, but the reason I think they've they've made a huge impact on me over the last six months is the connections I've been able to make at the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, When, you know, you don't see as many people, the older you get. And this is why I think that, and when you do, it's really hard to organize catch-ups or where you can get everyone in the same room. So seeing your mates, particularly if you don't live near them, you don't always get that. So, each morning there's the same core group and I'm sure you get this at gym you go to, Mm. and it's really nice. I've I've formed some really good friendships with people that I never would have, if I hadn't put myself in this situation and go to the class. Um, And like you said, I rock up. I don't think I do it. uh, And I really enjoy it. So that's worked for me, but um, over the years, I've tried a number of different things that haven't worked. And I suppose that's one of the things too, if you haven't found that thing that works for you, keep searching like there's something Mm. out there there's so many different options with exercise um and if you are struggling get up and just go for a walk um that that for me was when i was really battling ash that was just getting the dog not taking my phone and just walking um Mm. for half an hour that was where i got me going again um yeah because the thought of doing a a really hard class i just wasn't in that right headspace so um don't worry, walking is fantastic and you can build yourself up to that more challenging or more rewarding exercise. But just being committed to doing something every day is crucial really, isn't it?
1: Mm, absolutely. And I think it's, in, yeah, oh, 100%. I think, um, oh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say, it's, um, oh, we know this. Like we know that physical activity helps us, but the yeah. difference is actually doing it. Um, and as, as spot on, find out what works for you but also if you've got young people in in a school setting as well um because i know that a lot of teachers both listen to both our podcasts and that's um getting the students into a habit of doing it so they might you might do particularly primary school you might take them out for a a game look it doesn't have to be um just running laps the oval which is okay but um play games um to make it the um the exercise fun as well to get them in the habit of um to exercise and because it's going to benefit your class as well because as there's a lot of research out there that um, exercise can help us concentrate better um, and, and remain focused, but also, yeah, just calm as well. It's it's a, big, it's a big thing exercise and something that I reckon that we need to get as a side to get back of doing, not that way we didn't, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think to actually doing it, that's the key.
0: Yeah. And like you just said there, uh, finding exercises like obviously we're recording a podcast now we're both sitting or you might be standing by the looks and things, but um, certain things you can't do. But a lot of meetings that people have these days, why don't you do a walking meeting? I know mm. they're becoming more popular and a lot of people do that. Um, you know, you don't always have to be seated. All right. And that's another way to get some sneaky fitness in, you know, like, or a stand up desk or just little things like this. that may sound, um, they may sound simple. I was speaking to someone the other day and they're, every half an hour they'll just do 10 squats or you know yeah. little simple things and they go oh, it's not much i go it's not much but it's more than not doing that mm. and those little positive habits will create mm. bigger habits um, and then you'll start doing other things so the key and like you just said there whatever you're doing make it fun um mm. if, you, if you don't like exercising find a way that it's fun find a way that you're connecting or using it there are other people that they speak to a family member or there's somebody that they only connect with when they're walking or like there's different ways of doing it, but being accountable and having fun is crucial.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think as like, and also just having those little things. Um, If, if you're if you're a teacher and you're on yard duty, instead of just sta- standing around like stationery, just walk, like yeah. get, get mobile. And also um, I've got one with uh, taking the stairs. Anytime there's an option of a lift or escalators, I always take the stairs. Just as that like little it. bit extra, um, as I said, it's not all the time. It's just a more of a mental, <laughs> mental thing than anything. No, just to do been... something a little bit, take the yeah, harder options, but also getting exercise. Yeah. It's positive though, Do like,
0: you know what I mean? And, and mm. this is a problem. Like what you just said there, it's not much, but I think we need to stop saying those sort of things. Like, oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not that big a deal. Like it's, it is. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not, you're you're consciously thinking about this every time you see stairs. I'm going to take them. It's a positive habit. Um, So little things like this are really important. Um, Yeah. So if you're not doing some form of exercise daily, uh, like we're not here as doctors or anything. We're here as general people. And it is proven that exercise will improve your mood. It really helps with dealing with stress and anxiety. Not only that, a lot of the times when you are physically active, you're present. All right, everything else you you're concentrating so hard on what you're doing that you're not worried about anything else, and, and stress and anxiety mm-hmm. occur when you're stressing or worrying about things that may not have occurred yet. So. That's the benefit of exercise. And also, if you're meeting new people, you're connecting, you're getting those social interactions as well that we've really missed over the years. Now, our short business is called Growing With Gratitude. So this next one, Gratitude, mate. What, what are, Why are the benefits of gratitude, please? And then what are some fun, simple ideas that people can start doing today?
1: Mm, that, that's a really interesting question because that's something that I pondered a, lot, a number of years ago. Well, it's great. Gratitude, we know what it is. Um, but what's the benefit of it? Like there's a lot of research out there suggests it's a good thing, but I didn't actually get it. Why, how can help us? But it's one of the, I don't know, I can't put my finger on the day exact day, but it clicked one day when I thought like, oh, this is a reason. So one of my favorite quotes is from uh, the uh, self-help guy, Tony Robbins. Yeah, the guru. (laughs) The guru. And he, he said something like this. He said something like, gratitude is useless unless you practice. And when I heard it, I didn't really get it, but then one day it did click, as I said. And the reason why it clicked is because I had a practice of gratitude for a long time. And then what I started to notice is that I was able to use my self-talk to see things from a more positive point of view, coming from a place of being grateful. So for example, just a very basic one, I might just had a rough day when I was teaching at school. Maybe it was a, just a kid rubbing you up the wrong way and just putting you in a bad mood.
0: That would never happen, would it? That would
1: nah. never happen. <laughs> No, especially when you got hit by by a cricket bat when you were teaching in the UK. (laughs) I
0: wasn't very grateful then, mate. Sorry to cut you off. Okay, go.
1: And uh, so what I would say to myself, I would just use my self-talk. Look, I'll be angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry or frustrated. It's going to happen with people. But what I'd say to myself, I'd say, look, today's just been one of those days, but maybe it's not so bad. I've actually got home to go home to. So really think about those basic things we do have and then reframe it saying, well, normally, school's a fantastic place to be it was just one of those days if i actually put in perspective it's not so bad now that's a very basic example but what that does for me using those reframing skills and that self-talk is to see things from a more positive perspective coming from a place of being grateful and that's that's the reason why i really am an advocate for practicing it because it's like learning a skill in a sport like we go to um the training as a young person or even a, as an adult like a basketball training, we might never played before and we start practicing our shooting. Now the likelihood, we're not gonna be that good to start off with, but we keep practicing and over time we become better at it. So if you're having a bad day, it becomes a lot easier to see those things. Um, so that, that's the reason why I think it's such a powerful thing. And obviously there's a lot of research out there. Robert Emmons, who's our researcher on gratitude, says um, a research into about how it can help us overcome challenges, um, give us hope in the time of despair. A lot of research out there on the benefit, but and how we can actually use it.
0: Yeah. Well that's, and it. like what you just said there, the way you it's probably like if you're not exercising why it's important to start small with walking or whatever. Like yeah. that's where you just said that positive, because then you know it, it becomes a natural thing. And instead of mm. seeing a negative, you say a positive and, and it's starting mm. small and it's constant, isn't it?
1: Yep, absolutely. And yeah, starting starting small. Now a great place to start is the old journal. I think it's a really good place to start. Um, with a gratitude journal writing one or two or three things you're grateful for but that can get boring over time and there is research to suggest that it does and i actually did a research project with the university of south australia back in 2015 and um students found um the activity boring so writing three things you're grateful each day so they had to do that for six weeks um at home with their families and then when it came back to report 100 100 of the kids said they found it boring so therefore <laughs> it might not been having the actual positive Fine. impact that yeah exactly it wasn't fun for them so it probably wasn't having that desired impact so yes it's a good place to start particularly for an adult um but there's so many different ways you can practice and that's what i talk about in the book um about making the practice of being grateful or kindness or whatever we're talking about fun so i want to do an activity with you dale you, Ooh, you can good. be the, uh, the Yes, yeah i like to think about gratitude in four areas of life in fact i call it the four corners of gratitude so the four corners Um, I'm not going to tell you what they are because this is involved the game. So the game that we're going to play is the 28 second gratitude challenge. Now what I'm going to do, it's 28 seconds because there's four things that I'm going to get you to reflect on, four areas of life that I'm going to get you to reflect on. And you've got seven seconds to respond for each one. All right. So um, I'm going to read out a statement of an area in life that you could be grateful for. Then I want you to tell me um, what you were grateful for. Does that make sense? It does,
0: mate. Seven seconds. Excellent. I like it. Let's All right, it.
1: seven seconds. All right, here we go. The first one, a person in your life you're grateful for and my wife. Uh, my wife
0: because she has helped me so much over the years, but particularly uh, through COVID.
1: Two, one. Well done. <laughs> Got Thank in there, you. seven seconds. Number two, what's an opportunity you're grateful for? Uh,
0: that each day I get to wake up and do things like this, a podcast, presenting, have a voice.
1: Oh, right on, seven seconds. Ooh, well done, good. mate. Thank you. It's the third one, something in your life you take for granted is? Uh,
0: probably my health sometimes. I, I'm very good on it, but I'm also probably not as good as I could be all the time.
1: Fantastic. And the last one, what's an experience you're grateful for? Uh,
0: I think the opportunity to work and speak all around the world. Um, it's been so gratifying. I've learned
1: so much. Fantastic. What well done, mate. Passed within 28 seconds, so that's just a little activity. I do that one with students, um, also with teachers. Well, in a a teacher training, um, you can do it as a family at home. Um, a a good way to actually do it, you can do it verbally, but um, get a pen and paper out and write it down as well. So, there's a few different ways you can get it, but um, I think sometimes we, when we just say, Oh, write three things you're grateful for, uh, it can be quite uh like the same things over and over again yeah. like um having a home which is great obviously very important but um it you just think about other areas of life as well particularly the people in your life so many people we take for granted but it's actually good to stop and think about those people in our lives or the opportunities we have um those things that we do take for granted like having like a house and things like that which is great to reflect on um and experiences so as you mentioned going overseas and doing a number of uh, workshops over there so that's just one activity I love to do. Um, there's a lot of other ways. It's a great thing about being grateful, or sorry, practicing to, to be grateful is you can practice in so many different ways. Um, have you got another one there, Mo?
0: Yeah, and I I love that one, Ash, because it's spontaneous. Because think on the spot, it's challenging. Yeah. Like it's it's it, do you know what I mean? Like it's fun. Um, and I think that's the key, particularly when I've thinking of ways to implement gratitude not only at home but in schools, workplaces. It, A lot of time, don't give it a name. I feel like don't say we're going to be practice gratitude. We just say we're going to do this activity. Or here you go, roll the dice. Don't when you label something. I feel people Mm. will put up barriers. Oh, gratitude, this is always boring. Or the way I used to do it's boring. So like what you just said, there, I'm just going to answer four questions. Bang. All right. So straight away, it's not even you don't even know what you're doing. The learning takes place afterwards, or the experience. I sort of call it. So for me, I use dice and cards for nearly everything i do because they're randomized and they're fun and i love that yeah. So the simplest one i found works best with adults kids anybody is just write down six different gratitude questions so what's something i'm grateful for who's someone in my life i'm grateful for what was the best thing i did last week like just pick six of those and allocate one number of the dice to that then roll the dice because incorporating a dice for some reason makes it fun. It's randomized. Um, bang, you write it down. I know you're big on this as well. Then you can share it. We make a gratitude ball. Write it on a post-it. Stick it on the wall. Like mm. kindness, being grateful or around grateful people inspires more great gratefulness or gratitude or whatever you want to call it. So mm. make an art piece of it. So that's something you can create at home, in a workplace, at school, and get buy-in from everybody and get all the different questions. Get a big dice, roll it. That is a really fun way of doing it. Um, another one I like to use, Ash, and I know you use this in some of your workshops is, and you've done other ones with gratitude and things like this with Yahtzee and stuff, but I love Monopoly. So I mm. made a gratitude Monopoly game. And if you just Google gratitude monopoly dale sidebottom or Ed, whatever it's it's all free you can go into the link I, I don't know it off the top of my head but go and download it and it's basically a full life game that you can play wherever you are um that incorporates a little bit of movement and a number of different gratitude questions i know ash you love this it's really fun yes, and because you're playing monopoly you're not doing gratitude so again yeah. don't label something is playing a fun game, Monopoly. So mm. for me, that's what I try and do. I want to have fun, whatever I'm doing, if that's exercise, if that's gratitude, and it does work. It breaks down barriers. Particularly both games use dice. If you're not using dice, they're amazing.
1: Mm. Absolutely. And that, I'll just, yeah, that Monopoly game is fantastic. I use the uh, usual Monopoly game um, and it's fantastic. The kids are like, like I'm, when I say kids, like even high school students love it. Like it's for everyone. Um, and actually, what, funny you say that about labeling because one of the i played it recently with a group of year or seven eight nine students at gladstone high school about two and a half, two hours two and a half hours north of adelaide in a regional area um and they um they've, they're doing a really good job of their well-being program in this school but there was the issues where some students particularly about being grateful they like um one of the teachers mentioned about when it gets brought up they don't really want to contribute because they might just get asked what they're grateful for just randomly and they don't they feel a bit uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. But the observation, exactly what you just said from the teacher was, oh, there's a lot of, everyone's involved and um, there it's a personal thing because they reflect on what they're grateful for on their scorecard, um, but they can also share with um, others if they want to. So it's a very non-threatening game um, in, a, in a group setting, um, but it's a great way to practice and it definitely um, is, yeah, encourages people who might be a bit hesitant to yep. be involved and that was actually observation from a teacher and we've spoken about that before but yeah. i didn't even say anything and that's that's what the um, teacher mm. came back with
0: it's really funny you mentioned that because one of the worst things with a lot of this stuff is oh we'll go and share something we're grateful for a lot of the time it's not about sharing because it's mm. personal to you. so it's like if we're too often you hear people oh we'll do an icebreaker ah straight away they don't want to do it because yeah. the limelight's on one person it's actually doing the complete opposite of what they're trying to do so that's where you know a game such as that where if people want to share they can if they don't want to they're still getting the benefits of a game and nobody's watching anyone else because they're so engaged with what they're doing so um, if you haven't practiced gratitude then try and do it in a fun way Um, and Mm. if you are doing it where you're taking turns of sharing and things like that, that works that's great but too often people are scared. People are, that, that probably builds more anxiety by mm. making somebody the limelight and talking in front of everyone. So um, I know a lot of the research I've done around that, particularly around games and things to use. It's not about winning or losing and it's not about putting the limelight on somebody. And, and essentially that's what you're doing if you're taking interns to share your are mm. You're doing the complete opposite of what it's sort of trying to do here, which is promote positive wellbeing because you're probably mm. making certain people really anxious about doing that. Um, yep. so that's just a, another little point there. Now, you've got exercise, you've got gratitude, and also being grateful for things in your life. What about kindness, mate? Service, giving.
1: Yeah. what do you got for that, yep. great man? Well, mate, funny is, um, well, not funny you say it, but we've, um, for me, service is a massive thing, and kind of very similar, very similar. But when I was going through a rough time back in 2015, just had a personal tough year, all happened, seemed to happen that one year, and one thing I Read. I can't remember. if It was a year before, around that time. I read the book called um, uh, ooh, by the Dalai Lama and um, Archbishop Archbishop Desmond Tutu, um, which their name escapes me. The book. Um, anyway, in that book, he they talk about service and doing things for other people, especially if you're going through a bit of a rough time, because what that does is when you're doing things for other people, it takes the focus off yourself and onto onto a, I guess a higher purpose or um, not just a high purpose, but sort of, uh, focusing on someone else to make a difference. And that has shown to have a lot of benefits and it actually really made sense. So I actually Googled or how to or, um, volunteering opportunities and came across something called Fred's Van here in Adelaide, which is essentially a, uh, a food service. Now, they're not the one that I go to. There is actually a van that goes out into the city and does serve the homeless. But this one was at a, um, a community centre at Kilburn here in Adelaide. Um, so, I went and volunteered, and it was a really ex- amazing experience. This is like, yeah, five or well, longer that, probably now, 2015. So, seven years ago. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. So, once a month, I go to the Kilburn Community Centre and we serve. And not only that, you connect with your team. Like we've got the same team, probably for about, well, there's a few original members, but new people come in, and it's a form of connection as well um, yeah. to meet new people. So, you meet through people through service, but also serving people who are. Um, in this case I guess a bit vulnerable and having chat to them getting to know their their stories and just doing something for other people is a really powerful thing and it makes you feel good but also makes other people feel good as well so I guess for me if you can um, I know not everybody has the opportunity but it is only at once a month that I do it and it has just speaking from experience has had a huge positive impact and I think if um yeah just if you're looking to something to do even if it's individual or as i know that some workplaces do it together uh also um a family there's opportunities out there for different voluntary opportunities uh, for families that you can do but um yeah try to find something that you can do for other people um that that's i guess on a consistent basis but then you've got the, i guess the random sort of stuff that you can do um, as well so do you want to add to that, mate, what, what
0: yeah, you spoke about there? I, I love that. And I think one of the things with kindness and service and things like that is when you're feeling really, really down or things like that, that's the one thing that you probably need to start doing more than anything um, that can mm. really kickstart you. Um, yeah, so like even just writing notes to people or and I, I yeah. do a thing and I wrote like a pal message, right? Why well, are proud of them? You admire them. You love them. It's a very simple mm. one of what you love about them or just – just thinking of something, you know, you might get Uber Eats to someone on one day or send it to them or things that don't cost any money and normally the best ones. But what you just said there, Ash, I, I love that because too often we want to do nice things or, but we don't know where to start. So actually going to people that need it, vulnerable people in our community, um, because by helping them and building connections with them, it actually goes back to our last point and it'll make you feel more grateful for the things you do have mm. when you start seeing people's situations and how hard certain people have got it. Um, And you don't do it for that reason. You do it to help them. But that's Mm. the benefits that come with, you know, putting other people first.
1: Yeah, I understand. Puts puts things in perspective as well. Um, So what might be worrying you is nothing compared to what other people are going through. And that helps like, brings you back to the real world as well sometimes. Um, That's what I've found anyway. Uh, So some of those little things that were bothering me at the time, if you actually put in perspective, like and I learned that pretty quickly when I started there. Um, yep. That, like, yeah, that's I mean, it's okay to feel that. Like, uh, again, it's um nothing wrong with being sad, frustrated, or mad. But having seen it and volunteered and seeing people doing it worse off, that helped me put things in perspective. So that's just a personal thing. I'm uh, sure as I well.
0: Love that. That's that's brilliant, yeah. mate. I'm sure people can Google any of like any of the things besides like yeah. gratitude and kindness, and and so many different things will come up. Um, and as we mm. said. Find ones that work for you. And what we would love you to do is just maybe one of the things we've mentioned today, you've probably heard it a lot of times before, but give it a crack, give it a try for 10 Mm. days, Um, reach out to us, let us know how you're going. We'd love to hear that because that's why Ash and myself do what we do because we actually love it and sharing our stories and highs and lows, we all go through them. Um, But yeah, that's what we do to make sure that, you know, most days are better than not. And and I think Mm. that's really important that, if you had a bad day, that day's over. You start again fresh the next day. You've got every opportunity to make it the best you can. And nobody else is going to make you happy or anything. It's all on you. If things aren't going well, you need to put the work in. Um, like learning a new skill, like you said, um, it doesn't just happen straight away. You're not going to hit that three throw straight up. You need to practice that shot, find motor skills and get there. So, Ash, thanks for sharing those today. Now, um, as we said before, we've teamed up a number like small progressions over the years which has been really exciting and um at the start of the pandemic we booked in two big conferences or it's not a, it's not a conference really but we're both presenting together for a day one in Melbourne and one in Adelaide and we finally got to do them last year after oh, a lot of a lot of postponements like so many other people and they're fantastic um and I know we've got a couple coming up in uh, Perth and Adelaide this year and um I know you'll read out those dates in a minute, but click on the show notes, particularly if you're listening to the Energetic Podcast. It's episode number two hundred and forty-nine. Go and uh, click down the bottom and see the event. Um, read about what it is. You You've got Ash and myself both presenting. Um, it's a full-day event. Go to either one in Adelaide, or if you'd like to one, if you'd like us to come to wherever you are, for your workplace, for your school, wherever it is, please get in touch with us and send us an email because that's what we're doing now. We're doing a lot of different private ones as well. And um, not only that, you get two different voices. Ash and myself, we both talk about similar things, but we do it in a different way. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great day to connect and share. And not only that, find some exercise and strategies to improve your mental and physical well-being. So Ash, I don't know if I've missed anything there, but um, where can you find us on our tour this year? Um, And reach out to obviously book us in if you can
1: absolutely so on the 23rd of May Monday the 23rd of May um Dale and myself are running a workshop um here in Adelaide and um it's what it's for um anyone's welcome to come so we're actually hosting it at St John's Grammar Junior School um in the gym there but it's a it's a teacher it's for teachers for wellbeing coordinators for school leaders school counselors if you're involved in a school um it's definitely this one particular one is for you yep and um as Dale said Last year was a lot of fun. There was fantastic feedback from the um, participants. And I think what um, being teachers ourselves, Dale, is we, what we've seen before um, when we were at schools is that you do a PD and then um, there's nothing to go on with. So you might do it, you get a lot out or get something out of it. And then, okay, well, two days later, what
0: okay, happened? Well,
1: what did <laughs> what, what, what they talk about? Um, but what we actually do, we've got, we don't just like, just presenting and leaving it. So we've got a lot of resources for you to go on with. So um, you'll get access to our online programs, um, Dale's um, online program and mine as well, which is stacked full of games, um, lessons, activities to help execute what you learn on the day. So you actually get to take away what we learn and actually have access to actually do it. Because that's where the real power is, is to, to learn it, um, and then go away and, and teach it to the students or embed it in your school as well. So that's the real um, purpose and the power of these, uh, I guess, the these workshops. Um, so if you're in Adelaide or in South Australia, I know that last time when we did it in South Australia, we had people come from Berry in the Ribland and also um, Mount Gambier, Millicent um, in regional South Australia. So uh, if you're in South Australia, um, 23rd of May is the date for that one. Then we're heading over to um, Perth on the actually the following week to do some uh,
0: you'll be sick of me, you'll be sick of me by this oh, mate, Yes,
1: <laughs> like, separate rooms or same room, we'll have to see. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Perth that, that's actually with the um, the Catholic education um system. So, we're doing a tour of Catholic schools in because WA is so big. Um, we're doing three different sections across um, Perth over three days, as well as a uh, a Pilbara I believe online one as well over there which is very exciting and then we're actually heading to Bury um, I think about a week or two after that Berry in the Ribland in South Australia we're actually attending their school so that's another um, thing that Dale and I are doing we'll actually come to your school and um, do the workshop to your your staff as well so that's it's, that's for schools but also um, workplaces um, sporting clubs is, is relevant for everyone um, and obviously depends on who are talking to will change slightly differently but um yeah a lot lot of value there and we hope to see you at uh one of those events um coming up and as Dale said feel free to reach out to um uh, book us in to attend your school as well and um yeah those links will be in the uh show notes
0: yeah and like you said ash a lot of the stuff we're doing is really relevant now for workplaces as well like we said Listen to the facts and the stats from you know that the 1,600 people that Beyond Blue got back to that people are nervous about social interaction. People are nervous about coming back to work. Their motivation is low. Um, all the stuff we work with, we deal with obviously teachers and students and tell them these things, but that's exactly what you need in the workplace right now too. So please reach out um, yeah, and see if that's keen. But the whole point of today's chat was just to give you some fun and simple ways that you know, you can implement today to improve your mental and physical well-being. So go and check those out. Reach out to Ash and myself if you have any questions or anything that makes sense. Um, and I'm looking forward to our tour again. Great man.
1: Excellent, man. No, absolutely. It's, uh, should be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, great to chat today. And uh, just one thing to finish with is, yeah, as Dale said before, you've, you've heard of physical activity, gratitude and kindness, but the key is actually doing it.
0: Mm, and bang. I know
1: that both of us can vouch for that um actually implementing it. Is where the real difference is and that's probably how we end up being where we are today because we've used it in our own lives and then we want to teach it to others um and the power of it so it's about taking action and actually doing it and yeah choose one of them that we spoke about today physical activity gratitude or or kindness is to get started um, and then you can build the habits in because they are habits it becomes the more you practice they become habits and um part of who you are and that's where the power really is Beautiful.
0: I love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ash, as always, see you later, buddy. Author, superstar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see you, <man. laughs>